to the Fret Dojo podcast. My name is Greg O'Rourke and it's great that you're listening in today. So today's topic I'd like to talk about, you know, when was the last time you really listened to jazz? Now I'm sure you've heard this by uh, loads of jazz teachers that you should listen to as much jazz as you possibly can. But here's the thing, there's a difference between having, you know, an album on in the background and listening for pleasure while you're doing the dishes as opposed to really listening to an album. For a long time I was actually doing that. I was doing a lot of passive listening with my own jazz study. I was spending every waking moment listening to jazz recordings by guys like Wes Montgomery, Joe Pass, Barney Kessel, and then, you know, got into John Coltrane, Charlie Parker, Chet Baker. I was completely obsessed, you know, like I'd listen to this stuff for hours. And that's the thing now on these amazing kind of subscription services uh, on the internet, like, you know, Apple Music, Spotify, it's basically limitless. You could sit there and listen to jazz 24 hours a day and you'd never get through it all. Uh, there's a wealth of kind of available recordings, but the... And it is very inspiring after a while when you, uh, you know, spend the time to listen to all these guys non-stop. But did it actually take my own playing forward on jazz guitar? Not necessarily. It kind of inspired me, but it doesn't necessarily result in real results in your own playing. This kind of approach is kind of borrowed from the osmosis method in language learning as it's often taught. So the idea in language learning is, you know, you expose yourself to as much of the language as possible. You know, let, let's say I'm, I'm trying to learn something like uh, Italian. I would, I would watch Italian TV. I would listen to Italian radio. I would, uh, you know, have it exposed to my ears and, and, and eyes as much as possible. And then the idea is by absorption, you begin to pick up the language naturally. Now, the question is, does that actually work for instrumental jazz? I would say that not necessarily, because when it comes to language learning, the human voice is something that we're really, really familiar with. So from the day we're born, we've used our voice in some way, right? We've experimented with it in a myriad of ways. We've made every conceivable possible sound you can make with your voice. Apparently that's what babies do when they first, um, you know, start using their voice. Apparently it goes through every possible sound that's made in any language uh, as kind of part of the, the sort of the, the early stages of language acquisition. So the point I'm trying to make here is that, you know, our voice is something we're incredibly familiar with and we're used to and, and really professional at emulating sounds with our voice. But you can't necessarily do that on a guitar because it's not like we've been using our guitars like 24 hours a day for, for you know, 30 years. Uh, it just doesn't work like that. So we're not as familiar with a mechanical instrument as we are with the human voice. And so I would argue that this kind of osmosis method um, it's kind of useful uh, as a peripheral thing uh, if, you're, if you're interested enough to listen to that much jazz, but I don't think that it is the, the, the core thing you need to be doing when it comes to building your jazz skills. But listening is very important though, of course. It's a good way to get inspired by you know, new plays, expose yourself to new ideas, and have a general feel of how to shape and phrase a solo, and 
it is a good way to kind of get exposed to what a good rhythm feel sounds like. So, so listening is important in that regard, but it's not directly going to make you a better jazz player. But there is a way to use listening to directly improve your jazz skills in a very powerful way. And that's working with transcriptions. Okay, so by intently listening, transcribing, learning, analyzing a solo by one of the great players, you develop your ear skills, you come away with a whole heap of vocabulary. It's an excellent, excellent way to develop your jazz skills. In fact, I would say it is probably the core thing you need to be doing as a jazz player. Rather than building up heaps of theory in your head and learning loads of scale patterns and stuff like that, oh, that's really peripheral as well. The really important thing is you get on your instrument and you learn a solo by someone else, it's a very quick, direct path to learning a load of vocabulary and to get a real intimate sense of what it's like to shape and phrase a solo. So pretty much every single jazz player that is notable would have actually done this process. You know, Wes Montgomery, his idol was Charlie Christian and transcribed every single solo he had available by Charlie Christian, note for note, memorized it all, and even performed these solos note for note uh, in the early part of his career instead of actually improvising. He would just play Charlie Christian solos. He loved them so much. Joe Pass built up his jazz vocabulary by being inspired by Charlie Parker, you know, the bird. So I would say everyone that's ever got to any level in jazz has used transcriptions in some way. So I know what you're thinking right now that you know, this sounds like a whole lot of work if I have to transcribe all these solos by ear. Now, you don't necessarily have to transcribe by ear. That's not necessarily what I'm saying. I think it's definitely good to listen to a solo that you want to learn really well a few times on a recording. And if, sure, if you have the time and ability to do this, yeah, it is good to at least try to transcribe something by ear at one point. But if you're just starting out as a jazz player, I think it would be better to, uh, you know, save a bit of time in that regard and just use a pre-written transcription. You know, find a good, uh, you know, published edition uh, of a reliable source where you've got an accurate transcription and uh, it can save you a whole heap of time, especially if it's, say, by a soloist on another instrument like a saxophone or a trumpet. You can spend a lot of time trying to figure out actually how to finger the solo on your guitar. So if you've got a good edition where it's all fingered and it's all pre-written, uh, there's not a lot of mistakes and it's all very straightforward, then you save hours and hours of time and can get straight to the chase of just learning and memorizing the solo. So, so something important here though is when you are using a pre-written transcription uh, when you're studying jazz, I strongly recommend that you memorize it as soon as you can. Don't just sit there and read it like a classical musician would read sheet music because it gives you the illusion that you know it better than you actually do. Uh, by memorizing and playing along with the original recording of a solo, you'll have a much uh, stronger chance of absorbing that vocabulary and approaches into your own improvised solos. What you can do actually, in my Fret Dojo uh, jazz guitar group that I've got um, running at the moment with several hundred students around the world, uh, this is exactly the process we do. I, I save you a bit of time and transcribe a solo and make sure it's really accurate and all the tablature is figured out and then you guys can 
uh, simply learn it and play it along and we've got a nice player there where you can adjust the speed and all that sort of thing and it's a really really great way to um, uh, you know quickly get a solo under your fingers a lot of my students have commented how effective it is and so you can do that uh, by looking at the Fret Dojo Academy there and recently we actually just uh, released a series on Charlie Christian uh, so you can get into one of his classic solos, uh, you know, straight away w without, you know, having to transcribe everything by ear. So anyway, you've learned the transcription. Then once you've done that, uh, one way or another, whether you've transcribed it by ear or you've used a reliable source, and then the next point is to dive into the nuts and bolts of the solo. Look at the phrases that interest you or that you like the sound of, draw out key concepts, Use them as starting points for your own soloing. Uh, start to really analyze the, the, what's really going on in the solo, like to the level of, you know, what are the intervals used in this particular line? What substitutions are being used? What are some interesting arpeggios or patterns that you can see? Uh, is there a particular sequence that you, that's used that kind of really um, appeals to your ear? You know, draw out those key concepts and use them as starting points. Uh, again, this is something that I do in the academy. Once we've learned the solo, then we really look deep inside it and analyze the key points in the solo uh, that, are, that are kind of the hallmarks of the jazz vocabulary that you should be focusing on. And, uh, and that way you can kind of really zero in on the, on the most important parts. And uh, yeah, it's, it's, it seems to be working really well. My students are really happy with this approach. So once you do that, you, you've memorized the transcription, you can, uh, you can play along with the recording, you've extracted some key concepts. So it's like feeling very wealthy, you know, you've got this wealth of ideas that you didn't have before. You've got this uh, greater ability with your ears because you, you've spent so much time on this transcription, it's, it's a fantastic way to develop your ear training as well. Even if you haven't transcribed by ear, just by learning and playing along with a solo is, is a very good way to develop your ears as well. Your technique is, um, has been further developed because you know often when you're learning a transcription, it'll challenge your technique and you'll have to figure out ways to you know, build your speed and accuracy when playing a solo from someone else. And you'll start to see the common threads of you know, what are the effective soloing approaches. You know, once you work on a few transcriptions, it becomes really clear as to you know, what are the key parts of vocabulary I need to be focusing on because they're used again and again by so many players. So transcription, working with transcriptions, it's one of the most effective ways to build your skills as a jazz player. On the flip side though, if you're just passively listening to jazz um, kind of while you're doing other things, you're not really focusing on it, it's very enjoyable and it's kind of nice to have in the background. But that kind of osmosis approach, as you can see through what we've talked about today, it's completely different to really diving deep and really listening to a solo through the process of transcription. Anyone pretty much that's a jazz player that um, you know is, is notable in any way would have done considerable time uh, studying transcriptions. So as I said before, if you're interested in working on some of our solos that we've been looking at in our Fret Dojo Academy, uh, it's very easy to sign up. There's, there's a link um, in the description of this post and uh, you can um, you know, try it out and get access to a few of the transcriptions we've been working on lately. We've had a look at uh, you know, people like Emily Remler, Charlie Christian, as I mentioned, Joe Pass, 
uh, a lot of the guys that, um, you know, uh, some of the greatest players in jazz guitar, guys and girls, should I say. And uh, yeah, I think it um, could be very beneficial for your jazz study and can save you a lot of time as opposed to kind of spending your time working through these books with a whole lot of patterns and theory and it's all very dry, but it's not really getting to the meat of the music. And so uh, might be worth giving it a go. Let me know if you're interested. And yeah, uh, I'd be keen to find out what your thoughts are on this topic as well. So if you go to my website, you can find the post for this recording and you can leave a comment and let's get this discussion started. Also, if you're listening to this on iTunes, please give me a, a five-star rating if you wouldn't mind. If you want me to uh, do more recordings like this, it's a good way for me to check if people are interested in this podcast. And so, yeah, if you're um, keen for me to do more, please leave a five-star rating and a comment, and I'd really appreciate that as well. Okay, guys, well, until further ado, I thank you for listening to the Fret Dojo podcast today. And yeah, look forward to catching up with you in the next episode. Okay, guys, peace and bye for now.